If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I wondered when somebody would actually affect a major sporting event with a laser pointer, and it looks like it has happened. We'll talk about oh, that coming up. Yeah, that can be dangerous. Yeah. Didn't I don't maybe that's what happened to the Milwaukee Bucks last night. They got trounced by the Phoenix Suns. It's now 2 0 Phoenix. In the NBA Finals that nobody is watching. Oh, is that right? Is yeah. our ratings low? I haven't really yeah. followed a it. A combination of NBA's teams and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we have a lot of good stuff to get to this hour. I hope you can stay tuned or catch it later via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, we have a uh, extra-large podcast with Lan He Chen. He's running for controller of the state of Cal Unicornia. And we talked to him about the office and why he's running that sort of thing. And he's he's always an interesting and thoughtful yeah, guy. Wherever you live, knowing what the controller or comptroller, some states call it the comptroller. Nobody's sure why. Um, uh, wherever you live, you've got that sort of person in your in your government, and what they do and the men, the power they have is interesting. Well, and the way we go on about government spending, and will again later this hour, it's an important part of of what could be a method, a way to hold the government account for the way they spend your tax dollars. It often isn't because the controller is the same party as, say, the governor. Um, and so they are just a lapdog and they don't do their jobs. But anyway, we think you'll find it interesting. Again, uh, extra large podcast with Lon He Chen at armstrongandgetty.com. Before we get into the good stuff, we're going to do this hour. First, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Demisexual people only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond. Halfsies on that. 
It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. What sexual orientation? I see a. And who are you to educate my children or any of our children in life issues? That's our job. Your job is to teach them math and science. And when those Americans dare to complain about the conditions of their own country, what do they get called? They get called racists or idiots. They need somebody who's willing to speak for them, who's willing to fight for them. I think the use of masks is going to become more normalized. I think people are going to use them on a voluntary basis. But you know what? He's had a rough life in a lot of ways. Being the privileged son of a, a senator? I tried. I tried. <laughs> there was coordination with Afghan leaders about the eventual turnover of Bagram Air Base. It's going to be back to the future, though. We're going to go back to 1999 and 2001 very quickly. The Civil War will start. I caught my own kids with a Lego model of the FBI's J. Edgar Hoover building, complete with a Lego Peter Strzok getting his Lego Lego, <laughs> a Lego Lisa Page in the Crossfire Hurricane Lego briefing room. Wait a second. I'm going to switch back over to Judge Judy if you're going to talk all this fancy talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Uh... I love hockey. I'm not ashamed of it either. I'm coming out as a hockey fan. I don't watch much soccer, but uh, if you're into soccer, you know that England is playing Italy in the finals this Sunday. But there is some controversy. The UEFA, the governing body, is investigating England over a laser that was pointed at Denmark's goalie in the stunning, thrilling, it sounds like, um, uh, last play of the game from the other day. So I'll tell you what's happening here. Uh, they're investigating an incident in which, in the biggest moment of the match, semifinal match between Denmark and England, a laser pointer was aimed at the face of the Danish goalkeeper as he awaited a penalty kick. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, so it was no. just the, the most exciting thing that can happen in soccer. You just got one guy in the ball, and you got the goalie. And it's isn't it really about the goalie guessing which direction you're going to go? Don't to a large to, extent, yeah. They try to fake each other out and everything. But don't they have to dive one way or the other? You pretty much pretty have much, to, yeah. don't you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so somebody hit him in the face with the um, the laser pointer up in the stands. They haven't caught who did it. Um, the green light was visible on the television broadcast, even shining on the right side of his face. He stopped Kane's shot, the uh, the uh, the English guy's shot, but then the ball ricocheted off him back to Kane, who then kicked it into the net and sent England into the finals against Italy. But they're investigating it now and trying to figure out if that played a role. And if it did, what are you gonna do? Replay the match or? I don't know what, but you can see from this picture that it was on his face, but it doesn't look like they, whoever had the laser pointer, boy, and from way out in the stands, it'd be hard to get that accurate. It was on his cheek. You could see it very clearly on his cheek, but it doesn't ever look like it got to his eye, and the goalie said himself that he didn't know that that had happened. Wow. So he's not saying, I was blind, I was blind. Well, what's terrifying about that is that it could permanently blind him yeah, or damage his vision. That's obviously yeah. the worst thing, you know, much worse than you'd lose the match. But I'm surprised that hasn't happened already in an NBA final or a guy at the free throw line or whatever. I'm surprised it hasn't happened. 
because a certain percentage of fans are such idiots. Uh, yeah. So from the perspective of the what's-its-face league, um, I think you have to, and I'm sure they're considering imposing some sort of severe, severe sanction on the team. Because if you're a crazy-ass fan, the only thing that's going to restrain you from doing something like that is knowing, if I do this, my team will be disqualified. Oh, good point. Yeah, that would that might work. Yeah. Of course, if you're yeah. only. I feel bad for the players. Of course, if you're but... only in it for the betting, which would. Oh, wait a minute. Which somebody might do. Ooh, talk about your unintended consequences. Yeah, you don't care who wins just as long as the team you bet on wins. Right. You don't wow, care if they get penalized years down the road. No fans. No fans. You got to play it in a in a bubble or a dome or a thunderdome or something. I don't know. I haven't thought it through, but you can't have any fans anymore for sports. Well, you just got to have it be a very very tough penalty if you get caught. Yeah, but again, if I put five thousand five hundred thousand dollars on Italy in 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 this case, I think they're involved, right? Um, in the finals, yeah. Well, wait a second. How would that work? I mean, if England's DQ'd, all bets are off. I think. Unless, no, I would, I don't know how it would work, but people who are smarter and more nefarious than me probably could. How do you not catch the guy? Wouldn't the people around him have to know he had the laser pointer out? I don't think so, because you don't see it unless you're exactly in its path, because it's so thin. Right. Oh, yeah. Unless you're at a rock and roll show and they got the fog machines going or what have you. Isn't it just a matter of time before Tom Brady gets blasted in the eyes with a laser pointer? Oh, I hope not. Alex is crossing his fingers open. <laughs> no, no, that's ugly, Alex. You're better than that. <laughs> is I'm he? a Niner fan. I wanted him here. Leave me alone. You're marginally better than that. Thank you. Anyway, uh, so the uh, the giant 50, $46 billion emergency rental aid program, I'm doing more reading about it. It, it, it is almost comedy, the rollout of this thing. And I'm not I'm not even faulting like Joe Biden or the Democrats or the Democratic Party or liberals. I just think it's the the nature of how big government programs work. It's a joke. Now your tax dollars are going away. You're the money you work for so hard all those hours you spent when you would have preferred to be with your family or uh, on the golf course or helping the poor and downtrodden or what have you. All that money is going away. On the golf course or helping the downtrodden. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I, you I got thought, planned for your Saturday. I was going to the, help the downtrodden, and then I really remembered I got a tea time. <laughs> so I called the downtrodden, and I said, I'll try to make it tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, the the unintentionally hilarious rollout of this program, we have that and all sorts of stuff to cram in before the end of the week. Yeah, we ought to revisit the press conference that Joe Biden did about Afghanistan yesterday. The uh, media got kind of in his face on some of these answers and questions, because a lot of it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the, 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 he's unwilling to just say, look... We're leaving. It's going to be a disaster. We haven't accomplished thing, anything in like 15 years. And yeah. then he yelled at them, told them to get off his lawn, accused them of stealing his cufflinks. It got a little, a little ugly. Really. <laughs> All that's on the, the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of non-sports, sports-related things. First of all, that um, uh, that super-fast runner that smoked the pot, now she's not going to become a gold medal star that we all know and girls look up to. Um, 
it wasn't her bio, it was her biological mother that died when she smoked the pot, not the mom who raised her. I don't know why that makes, does that make any difference in the story? I don't know. No, um, not really. And then people saying, you know, rules are rules, but then stupid rules are stupid rules, but then you get rid of the rule, but that you, retroactively you can't just say, ah, we didn't mean it because you're fast. Because you can't be selectively enforcing rules. Anyway, it's a bad that, idea. That's non-sports sports story. And also, uh, Alex pointing out and several people on the text line that a couple of years ago, the NFL was in Mexico City. That they were. And uh, and they had the laser pointer problem. Yeah, the Raiders were playing the Bears, and the uh, Raider fans in attendance were pointing the laser at uh, Mitchell Trubisky at, at the a, time. A lot of them. Like, a lot of people were lo- using lasers. Oh. So it has been done in sports before. So There you go. That's crazy. Hey, getting back to the Spooner lady, uh, how much money is this going to cost her? Hundreds of thousands, millions, tens of millions of dollars across career? We'll never know. Well, and it's you've dedicated your entire life to running fast, and for whatever reason, Olympic gold medal means you're a millionaire in a household name. Any other competition gold medal where you're the fastest person in the world, nobody knows who you are. You don't make a dime, and then you're done. So she, I guess she'll get a job doing something else. Yeah, and no, they that's have these a, world tra- championships every year. It's just not the Olympics, and for whatever reason, we don't pay any attention. That is uh, an example of, and there, there, you know, there are smaller examples. We've all had them where a uh, one decision can really, really make a big, uh, big change in the direction of your life. Please you know? don't bring up my alpaca farm again. And often, it's a decision toward uh, a pleasure of some sort ah, that yes. uh, changes the direction of your life. Ah, yes. So uh, I, I started talking about this a little bit earlier, the incredibly slow and hapless rollout of the eviction prevention rental aid thingy from the Biden administration. They, uh, uh, Congress appropriated $46 billion for emergency rental aid. Um, only $1.5 billion has been spent in like the eight months since it started. $1.5 out of $46 billion. It's starting to ramp up a little bit. Um, but uh, with I mean, a they, record number of job openings in the country, right? We're right. giving out billions of dollars so you don't have to pay your rent. Exactly. So you don't have to work. Weird. Um, it's weird. That's trouble with you. You start messing with the free market system. You mess with the little thing over here. It affects things over there, and you try to fix that, and it affects this over there, and it gets out of hand really fast. So the administration is saying, well, we're wrapping up. It's going better. A total of 160,000 households were assisted in May. But the problem is they think there are 1.2 million very likely to face eviction in the next two months. As soon as the eviction moratorium is over, these people are going to be on the street. So it's, you know, a little more than a tenth of the people have been helped uh, in the last couple of months. Uh, but then they get into how the White House is frustrated. Now, the the... the the folder this is in, all right, the file folder this is in is stop voting for gigantic federal programs to solve the world's program problems. They don't work. So the Biden administration is begging state and local governments to to give out the money, to raise awareness. The rest of it, says Gene Sperling, who's overseeing the rollout of the almost $2 trillion American Rescue Plan, uh, the law gives states and locals the uh, carrots and the sticks, so we're doing everything imaginable in our power, from new guidances to new flexibilities to threats of reallocation to push, guide, coax, and convene, because we're in a race with time and the stakes are so high. And so they've been going crazy over this for eight months now. 
and they've spent a tiny percentage of the money. And according to an analysis from the Urban Institute, more than half of renters and 40% of landlords are unaware this program even exists. Wow. They're unaware that there's any federal assistance in this. So it's it's almost half of landlords and more than half of tenants have no idea these programs are happening. That's wild. Yeah, I know. Less than 6% of landlords and 11% of tenants have applied for any of it. Well, there is so much money being thrown around so fast. How would you know every 40, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money. Uh, well, it is a lot of money, but if it's part of a $2 trillion package, it's just tucked in there with a whole bunch of other things. And you got a bunch of people who, in large measure, not all of them certainly, but these are people who are in danger of immediately losing their housing. They're probably not the world's most capable people. Now, I don't mean to be hurtful or insulting, but so you're going to those people, expecting them to have heard of a fairly obscure uh, portion of a mind-bogglingly large federal program that's argued about for months and months and months, and tell them you've got to apply through your city and or county and or state, depending on what's going on at your local level, to get federal dollars, which may show up in months and months and months. But people just keep voting for this stuff. I don't know. You know, the more local the government, the better the government. Just reflexively, by definition, just believe that, please. It's crazy. So it looks like Dr. Jill Biden might not be going to the Olympics. Joe Biden was never going to go, apparently. The uh, the president sometimes shows up to these things, but his wife was going to go. Uh, but now, because Tokyo declared a state of emergency and they're not going to have any fans, no. No, you don't send her. What, is she going to sit in an empty stadium by herself? She's going to be there and on the other side of a, a stadium built for 100,000 people. She'll be on one side, and Kim Jong-un's sister will be over there. That'll be exactly. <laughs> and, well, maybe Dr. Jill can sit with uh, Randy Weingarten, the uh, the head of the American Teachers Federation, who she was smiling and hugging the other day. Evil. Hmm. We haven't heard from Kim Jong-un's uh, skinny sister lately, have we? Or him, since he lost all that weight. Yeah. I wonder if he had the vid. I've think, heard a bunch of speculation, but maybe he had the vid. I think it just might be his revenge bod after he fed his most recent girlfriend to dogs. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's possible, I suppose. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a hell of a crisis there. Nobody's exactly sure the the... You know, parameters of the thing, because it's the hermit kingdom, but they're said to be beleaguered by the Chinese bat fever. Oh, yeah, and famine. Uh, they just do not have enough food. I mean, they're, they're, they're facing real, real, real terrible situation. But anyway. Don't um, worry, but socialism will work the next time you try it. So we're leaving Afghanistan even earlier than we thought. Joe Biden answered some questions about that yesterday. He didn't enjoy being pushed about it. Uh, it would seem, but we'll uh, we'll get some of that and some analysis coming up next. We're not leaving on September 11th. We're leaving even earlier. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We went for two reasons. One, to bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell, as I said at the time. The second reason was to eliminate al-Qaeda's capacity to deal with more attacks in the United States from that territory. We accomplished both of those objectives, period. Well, Osama bin Laden's dead. Whether or not he's at the gates of hell, consult your local theologian, I guess. Um, As to whether or not we have decimated al-Qaeda, according to most people, al-Qaeda is stronger around the world than they were at the time of 9-11. That just seems to be an indisputable fact. And the Taliban is as strong as they've ever been. So I don't know what we accomplished there, but I do agree with him that staying another five years doesn't give us, you know, we don't accomplish any more than we've already oh, accomplished. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His uh, The way he got to his conclusion was a little suspect. I think his conclusion is right. And to the extent that he was right in his lead up, all that stuff was true 10 years ago. So he got a little testy when pushed about the Taliban and that sort of thing. Mr. President, you trust the Taliban, sir? <laughs> You, is that a serious question? It's absolutely a serious question. Do you trust the Taliban? No, I do not. The country to the Taliban. No, I do not trust the, the Taliban. 
So why are you Mr. President, will you amplify that question, please? Will you amplify your answer, please, why you don't trust the Taliban? It's a silly question. Do I trust the Taliban? No. Yeah, it didn't appear to be a silly question for a lot of the reporters there, because uh, trust in the Taliban is kind of, it started under Trump, Mike Pompeo. We made a deal with the Taliban where they, they renounced Al-Qaeda. Okay, well, all reports are you're working with Al-Qaeda. So, I think we're just trying to pretend that that's not happening. I think that's what yes. we did last administration and this administration. We're just trying to pretend that that's not the case, because we want to get out. Right, make speeches that sound like we accomplished what we set out to, that things are on a good path, and then uh, when it all goes to hell, uh, we'll be paying attention to something different. It's nothing to see here, folks. It's disappointing that we just can't be more honest. Our government can't be more, can't trust us more. I think they could trust us with this information to say, look, Al-Qaeda's in like 50 countries. They could launch an attack on L.A. or New York or wherever from any of those countries. What, are we going to go to war with all those countries? It doesn't make any sense. And we're hoping to prop up the Afghan government till they can stand on their own. Now it appears that we could do 150 years worth of what we've been doing and not be successful, so we're out. Goodbye. By the way, I wanted to get to this because he was asked about getting out all those interpreters and everybody that helped us over the last 20 years and are going to be killed by the Taliban uh, if we don't get them out. And here's his explanation as to what needs to happen. Why can't the U.S. evacuate these Afghan translators to the United States to await their visa processing as some immigrants at the southern border? The law doesn't allow that to happen. And And that's why we're asking the Congress to consider changing the law. I thought that was a hell of an interesting point. I think he needs to have amplified that a lot more over the last several months and today, saying, hey, this is the law. Congress, pass a law. Change the law today. And he hasn't been. Well, and she slipped in at the end of her question a brilliant point that he didn't hear or ignored. Um, and I'm guessing as an a near 80-year-old, he just didn't hear it. But she said, when people on the southern border are allowed to wait in the United States. In fact, that's the specific a position of the Biden administration that people who just show up at the border and say uh, political asylum, please, need to be allowed to stay in the United States. Because it would be too dangerous to make them wait in Mexico or Guatemala or wherever. Theoretically, yeah, but not for the translators. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to hear this analysis, which I actually haven't heard. This is from the uh, former Defense Secretary Senior Advisor Douglas McGregor. Uh, We've also talked about putting a military headquarters in the embassy in Kabul, which is a very dumb idea, since it turns our embassy into a legitimate target for just about everybody. But ultimately, I think it will fail. All of it will. Because the countries that surround Afghanistan have had it with us. And I think the Afghans are fed up with us. So I think while we'll try to keep our fingers in the pot, so to say, the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, the Indians, the Pakistanis, Uh, The various Central Asian republics north of Afghanistan will all want us out. Um, I had something on China's moves here. Just came across today that was pretty good. They are really uh, new. China says the United States is leaving a mess in Afghanistan, their spokesman said. Taliban welcomes a friend in Beijing to reconstruct the country and looks forward to Chinese investments, according to a spokesman for the Taliban. So there's going to be a a, a relationship between the Taliban and the Chinese. Yeah. Good Lord. Now, as to the people, everybody wanting us out, I read a long piece in The New Yorker from Dexter Filkins, who was uh, in Afghanistan, and, uh, you know, it's weird to me, but people don't like being occupied. 
the former president of Afghanistan, the current president of Afghanistan, the public in Afghanistan, everybody wants us out of there. Even though mm. even though there, there's a decent chance, decent, better than likely chance, the Taliban's going to take over. They want us out. I can understand that. Being occupied by a foreign power is it's uh, humiliating and in some cases oppressive. You got big big guys with big gear and guns all over the place, and they're not your people. That'd be mortifying. I would hate that. Now, if I was going to get my noggin sawed off the minute they left, I might reconsider. But I get that. Did you follow the story of the woman that got hit by the grizzly bear in Montana? I don't think I uh, followed that one. No, she was a jogger. She was camping. I don't know why they always included she was a jogger. I don't know. But anyway, she got it by a grizzly bear. So they went on the hunt for the grizzly bear, and they had, it had eluded them for a couple of days. They found it today, shot it, and killed it. Hmm. Uh, is that necessary? Is there a feeling that once the grizzly bear eats someone, it's going to want to eat everybody? Or it's too bold with humans, I guess? I don't know, honestly. Once they get the taste for delicious human flesh, they, they keep coming back. I don't know. I fear bears, man. I won't go into bear, bear country. Forget it. Sharks, alligators, you name it. No problem. Bears, no. No, I read too many Reader's Digest articles at my grandmother's house about people who were mauled by bears. Terrified me as a youth. Stuck with me to this day. Uh, back to COVID, a new poll out. A majority of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, as well as Republicans, believe the most likely origin of the COVID is the Wuhan lab. No, that's a debunked conspiracy theory, according to the Washington Post. How unbelievable is that? And the vast majority of Americans believe that investigating the coronavirus's origin is important. How amazing is that? A majority of Democrats believe it came out of that lab because it's the most obvious. It's like that clip of the year from last year that we played over and over again. <laughs> right. With the cheesecake. No idea yet where the woman got the cheesecake. Um, it's like that. No idea yet where the coronavirus, the Wuhan virus came from. Yeah, the Wuhan virus lab where they study the very viruses that came out. But so now even a majority of Democrats believe that and a majority of Americans believe it's important to figure this out. Despite everything that was told to you by Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, you know, the governing body of liberal media. And not only were you told the opposite of what was true, you were forbidden from expressing what was plainly true. You were censored, you were humiliated, whatever. And, and the very media outlets that were screaming, in effect, don't look into the lab. Don't hold the Chinese communists to account. Don't, because Trump wants it, so it must be bad. They allowed China to get away with it, and now they're beating their chests and, and shouting from the highest tower they can find, we must investigate it. Hey, it's too late. It's too late. China's really good at dictating, and they're really good at destroying evidence and uh, exiling and or killing anybody who could give up the goods. It's too late. China is asshole. So just, so just a few months ago, you'd have had your Facebook account or your Twitter account, you know, blocked or uh, you're kicked off forever for suggesting what now a majority of both parties believe is true because it is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but keep uh, keep trusting big tech to censor. And oh, you know what? That's right. We never got to that Matt Tybee piece. Maybe next week where he was pointing out that your your big social media platforms are censoring your speech. That's not a free speech issue, you say, because uh, Congress shall make no law. That's the text of the First Amendment, right? 
But the social media companies themselves are saying, well, the government agencies are telling us what should be said or not. For instance, dealing with COVID or dealing with the lab leak or whatever. And and by the way, uh, the government's also telling us that if we don't go along with what they say, they'll regulate us or put us out of business. So in what sense can you can you credibly claim that the government isn't censoring people? All they've done is hire it out. All they've done is hire a proxy. Headline, man paints with super long tongue. We'll get full team coverage on that story. Also, uh, like on... art or houses? <laughs> I mean, what sort of painting are we talking about? Art. Like, oh. take a long time to paint your house with your super long tongue. I guess unless he's holding a brush in it. It's so long, he's like wrapped around the brush. you got to find a better way to live, make a living if you're licking houses for a living. <laughs> also... You know, I mentioned yesterday that I feel violated that scammers have gone from my email to my phone text line. The the, the email, I expect scammers. Something about getting the text on my phone, I feel like you've entered my home somehow. But, yeah, uh, I got a fake UPS scam uh, yesterday via text. It was the best I've seen. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that because I got one that's troubling. Uh, that's next. Here's the deal. Number one, the thing that they said. Come on. Number two, the two part. <laughs> Folks, three, you know. Come on, I'm not kidding around. No rocket science. There's, here's the deal. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ambistema. Um, does this contain the Greek stone, meaning a mouth? You're on the right track. Ambistema, A-M-B-I-S-T-O-M-A. That is correct. Thank you. I thought he said an I. I thought he said an I as well. They so. may have to review that, but unfortunately that clearly sounded like an I. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, Roy. It's spelled uh, ambistoma is spelled A M B Y S T O M A. Thanks. And so now they have insert replays to slow down spelling bees. Okay, <laughs> so fantastic. I hate the replay, the going back. To, ah, it's the greatest moment in the history of sports. Let's take a look at it for 20 minutes and see if it's still exciting 20 minutes later. Was that an I or a Y? I believe I heard an I there instead of the Y. Oh, boy. Oh, speaking of sports, uh, you know, odd oddities, play us clip number 10 there, Alex, would you? It's, it's kind of self-explanatory. Man, the breaking ball is hit in the air to yeah. deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Unfortunately, yeah. that was a replay of the home run, but it was a good replay. Hmm. Hey, I'm sorry. It's on the monitor. What what, what am I supposed to do? This is a great way to do a game, isn't it? Yep. Yep. What? So, still, for COVID-y reasons, a lot of the announcers are not traveling with Uh, the teams they call. So they're essentially watching on a monitor in their house or, I don't know, Broadcast Central or or whatever. So this guy sees Aaron Judge hit a home run. He doesn't realize that the director had queued up a replay of his last at bat. Why are vaccinated people not traveling at this point to be with the team? I have no idea. That's No idea. Because uh, rules are are generally badly made and dumb and slow to react to reality. So something, it seems to me, during my vacation, and there was a whole bunch of things that I had to sign up for, whether the hotel or the flight or whatever, 
name or uh, buying tickets. I'll bet that's what it was. I bought tickets, SeaWorld, Zoo, anywhere. Lots of places where they needed my name, phone number, address, and all that stuff they don't need to sell me a ticket, but they do need to sell my information to another company. And I don't know who did it, but somebody did it. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all these uh, scam scammer texts on my phone. And for some reason, I hate that way more than scammer emails, scammer text. Text is where my personal friends, my family, my own kids contact me. This is not where scammers are supposed to come. But so I usually get them, and you get them too, and I um I block them, knowing that they'll hit me with another number, but I might as well slow them down a little bit. I got one yesterday. It was a group text. Have you had this yet? It hit me with the, the 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 bunch of squiggles. It was clearly a scam that you could click on if you wanted to, but mm-hmm. it was a group text with a twenty person conversation. So if I'm going to block that, I got to go into each number individually to block it out of a twenty person conversation. That's the new scam. So that and I were the uh, other people like your contacts, or were they just, were just random other strangers? scamber yeah. numbers? I assume. Oh boy! So they hit you. They they they're just thinking that you won't take the time to block all these, so we can continue to hit hit you with these. Oh wow! Yeah, and and, wow. and so I blocked them all. It took me like three minutes to block all twenty. I got hit with another one today, so they'll win. I'll just give up on blocking these, and now they're hoping that one time I click on it. You know, they kind of almost got me yesterday. I got a text from, it appeared to be UPS, and it's pretty well disguised here. Um, because it's ups.com. Oh. And they, you should always look at what's directly next to the dot com. Um, and I'm not sure how that works exactly, but we, uh, we have wine delivered to the house semi-regularly because we're degenerate winos. And often, during COVID, you didn't have to sign for it. Because, of course, that would give the delivery person the vid if you were to make an absolutely indistinguishable from insects squiggle on a screen that nobody can use properly. But anyway, you didn't have to during COVID. For some reason, now you have to sign for your wine again. Um, and so I thought, oh, nobody was here. They want to make sure sign. children aren't ordering wine. Uh, you know, from their bedroom, like you're a, can you imagine if you'd have been able to order beer when you were 15 years old? (laughs) Uh, I would have ordered it a lot. (laughs) You were a child. Go do something else. But they almost got me. I clicked on the link and it looked really authentic. But then I thought, wait a second. There are a couple of aspects of it. I wonder if it's, is that link still alive? Yeah. Your tracking number. One Z many digits looks exactly like the UPS, got the UPS logo. Uh-huh. We we're unable to deliver your parcel as there was no one present to sign for the delivery package was returned to the air, to the uh, warehouse. And that's, so that's a phishing text. And if you clicked on that, they're into your entire life. They're into everything. Yeah, I didn't click further. I just opened up the page. But uh, you're gonzo, scammers. Goodbye. I hope they figure out a way to deal with all this at some point. Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty are brought to you today by two ominous notes separated by six octaves. (laughs) It's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show, to wrap up the week. There he is pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Uh, yeah, just want to thank some of the texters, actually, that were quite concerned that I was in a car accident, had good wishes for me, and then, of course, there were some that wanted the car to flip, and you people are sick. So, th- thanks for the concern. They wanted you to die, because that's what texters want, for yep. all of us to die. All right, fine. 
Oh, let's see, Jack, a final thought for the uh, the folks? Speaking of the Internet and stuff, for some reason in the last couple of weeks, I've had a number of telehealth appointments. And, like, my one computer doesn't, the telehealth app doesn't allow it or had trouble getting in. Can, is there some place where I could sign and say, look, you don't need to keep my medical stuff secret. I'm not worried about it leaking out. Can I skip over all these hurdles? I'm not, like, really super secret about my blood pressure or anything like that. So can you just, like, hit me with the information or talk on the phone or something like that? Well, you don't want the Russian mob to know you have tendonitis in your elbow. (laughs) Imagine what they could do with that information. Right. Uh, My final thought is businesses have somebody, probably not an employee, maybe the spouse of an employee, brother, sister, friend, experience your business as a customer and give you the reality of how it is i got a call from my wife i'm trying to get my car dealt with and we went to a new place and she for the second time came back enraged and having yelled at them and for good reason too and these people seem like they're nice but they have no idea how their policies actually affect customers It reminds me of tech guys who are so good at tech, they have no idea that the rest of us, we can't find the link. We don't know where the arrow is. We didn't even know there was an arrow. <laughs> Hire ignorant people, and I mean that in the yeah. most charitable way, to use your product. That would be helpful. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for all of the podcasts, plus the great new red, white, and blue A&G Air Force logo. You're going to love it. Uh, you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, I'm going to get one of those shirts. See you Monday. God bless America. I will not be a party to this bull****. What's sexual orientation? I see a halfsies on that. But folks, I'm going. So say it with me. See, say, quadwe. The only bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot. <laughs> yeah. We can come and have some fun. This is not a kumbaya moment. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother Arms and Getty. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.